0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Melanin Miles podcast. Today we are interviewing Grace, who is also another podcast host. She hosts the Sit Down Sis podcast and also created the online magazine, Sorella Magazine. Through both of her platforms, she gives her personal opinion on all things related to black womanhood, including travel. She recently interviewed us on her podcast, so make sure you go check out it out in our interview but this week we wanted to interview on some of her travel experiences and her study abroad experience so welcome grace
2: thank you for having me i'm super excited to be here today yeah thanks for coming on Mm mm-hmm
1: yeah, so can you just give us a little bit of background about you? Um, This is, like, weird because usually we interview, like, friends or people we know, but we actually really don't know you that well. <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Where you're from? Et cetera.
2: Yeah, so I am 22 years old. I am from Alberta, Canada. Do you guys know where Alberta, Canada is? Uh
0: i'm not really it's
1: good
2: bad. with canada <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that, that is the that's the answer basically everybody gives me alberta is like the western side of canada very conservative um a lot of white people and like very um like lots of prairies mountains it's very much a place that you live if you like nature And, yeah, so I'm from Alberta, Canada. I've lived there for 15 years. Prior to that, I used to live in Australia um, and did a lot of traveling when I was younger. As far as school, I am a student at the University of Toronto. I am studying English literature um, and doing a double major, actually. So when I went to Spain this past year on the study abroad experience, I decided to add Spanish language to my degree. So I'm going to double major in English and Spanish. So, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: what inspired you to travel so much?
2: What inspired me to travel? Um, A lot of traveling, like traveling for me has always been an option just because my parents moved us a lot growing up. So I feel like it's become it's just something that I always do now you know like we moved from South Africa to Nigeria then to um Lesotho then to different parts of Australia then to Canada and then different parts of Canada and like now it's become a way of life I just love to pick up and move every couple of years um and even not just moving but like traveling like every summer i make a point to go someplace whether that's california or whether that is europe or um even africa just because travel for me is all about adventure and it's all about connection and meeting new people i love the way i like to be the person who's like i'm super cultured and like i know all the um i know a lot of different people from all around the world and it just, sounds like, like it yeah <laughs> i <no>. know <laughs> Hmm. Well, that's really cool. Oh, thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I wish I, I did, did all that. Yeah, I did. So you were moving to all those places, like
2: growing up. Yeah. So basically, before I turned seven, I had lived in three different continents, um, and. That actually it was kind of difficult because it meant that I went to a bunch of different schools and every like two years I was making new friends all over again. Um, Just because my dad is a doctor and he would get transferred to different parts of the world. So, um, yeah, like I love Australia. It's my favorite place that I've ever been before. Um, I have quite a, a, a bunch of friends from even South Africa, even though I was only two there lots of family that I'm still in contact with and lots of, um, like family friends from there. And yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's super cool.
2: Thank you.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess, what would you say your favorite thing is about travel now? Like when you want to go places what what excites you the most about traveling?
2: Um, recently what inspired me to go to Spain was the language and also just my obsessive personality because I watched two years ago, I watched a television show um, called Grand Hotel. Prior to this, I knew nothing of Spanish. I knew nothing of Spain. I had no concern with like, um, learning Spanish or anything like that. In fact, I used to think that Aloha was actually like Ola, like a, another form of Ola. Like, <laughs> it, 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 like that's my level of Spanish then. And um, so I watched the television show, and I like fell in love with the entire cast and became obsessed. And I decided, I think this was February twenty eighteen. I was like, I'm going to be fluent in a year, and in the next year, I'm going to go to Spain. And I did it. Like I, I, I started learning Spanish um, very obsessively. Like I. Uh, I took out all the textbooks from my library, and I started working on it like hours a day, and decided to start working on my visa. Um, and I somehow like tricked my university into getting me to well, not trick them. I just feel like I hadn't been going to university for a while, but they still let me go on the exchange program. Um, and I hadn't been going because I took two years off because of my gap um, program. But yeah, so What's oh, okay. mm-hmm. next? Sorry. <laughs>
0: I said so a small finesse a
2: small finesse yes I was like yeah like I I got into their exchange program and decided to go to Spain and like a lot of people were like what do you mean you're going to Spain like you don't even know Spanish I was like surprise I actually learned Spanish this year and I'm gonna go to Spain so yeah but as far as your point like why um what was the question why do I travel or
1: Um, It was like, what's your favorite thing about travel? What's my
2: favorite thing about travel? Yeah, my favorite thing about travel is the language, um, because now I'm like, I really love languages. It's also culture. It's connection. I love making friends from all over the world. And I'm so thankful for the people that I met while I was in Spain and for the people I know in like Australia. And it just, it gives you a common ground when you're not somebody who's just like stuck stayed in one place all your like all your life because I feel like it opens up your life and your worldview and you can like I'm a very open-minded person and I think that's because of travel so
0: yeah cool so we're gonna throw it back what would you say your first travel memory was especially since you were traveling like pretty young so Mm -hmm. how far back can you remember
2: (laughs) Um, I would have to say a vacation that my family and I took. I cannot remember the name of this island. I'm gonna guess. No, that's wrong. I was gonna guess Bora Bora. But like, I don't think that's in Australia or near Australia. I don't know why that came to my mind. But um, yeah, we took a trip to some island around Australia. Um, And that was like, a very important memory for me, because it was the first time actually, I remember like, meeting a family friend of mine and his family and like all of their um like they've since they play a very important role in my life today and like just it's my first memory of being with them and the two families together and playing in the beach trying fish and chips um meeting different people yeah that's my I think that's my first memory yeah wow <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And since you've traveled so much, what would you say your favorite trip has been and also your least favorite trip? Mm,
2: That is hard. Okay, my favorite trip would be uh, 2014. I went to California. This is kind of – yeah, I went to California with my mother and my sister and I remember dreading that trip. I don't know why, but I was like, oh, it's just California. Like, <laughs> like nobody goes there unless they're going to Disneyland. And like I was I just didn't really have much interest in it. I would I just wanted to stay in Canada and hang out with my friends and um not miss out on any of the fun that was happening in Canada. And um my sister and my mother booked the trip and they were like, by the way, you're coming. And so I went and I actually had an amazing time in California. Um I Got to go to um, a bunch of different beaches and meet a bunch of different people. I went to Universal Studios and like Disneyland, and I actually enjoyed Disneyland more than I thought I was. I really was that teenager who thought I was too cool for school, and I thought mm-hmm. that Disneyland would just be, you know, it was just for kids, blah blah blah. But no, like you definitely can enjoy Disneyland at any age, and I really enjoyed my entire experience in California and that kind of reignited my passion for travel again. Like I know that when I traveled as a, as a child, I traveled mostly because my parents were moving me. So I didn't really have a choice, but like around 2014, that was when I started, you know, continuing to travel and like starting to save up money to go on trips and making my own decisions to travel. And yeah. Cool. And your least favorite? My least favorite. Um, okay. (laughs) That's actually my study abroad experience in Spain. Um, Wow. (laughs) Let me explain. It's also kind of my favorite, like, okay, let me explain. So my study abroad experience in Spain was one of the highest highs and one of the lowest lows, as in I met amazing people and, um, I got to improve my level of Spanish and I got to, I felt really like Proud of myself for having learned Spanish on my own, and then actually being able to follow and keep conversations with native speakers. I know, of course, they slow down, you know, when they're speaking with somebody who's not native. But I was like, "Wow! Like you're speaking to me, and I can understand you, and I can make jokes with you." And it was just, it was just an amazing um, experience. I went to um, different parts of Spain, Barcelona. Um, I lived in Madrid, and um and then even during that experience i did some solo travel so during christmas time i went on my own to paris and um i did meet up with friends eventually a couple days of living within my stay in in paris but um initially i did like all my own tours um of like the moulin rouge and the notre dame and like different parts of you know living there and the reason why it was mm, simultaneously my least favorite experience was because life doesn't really stop when you're studying abroad like I know it feels like you're in some other vortex and some other dimension and like school doesn't matter as much and like real things don't matter as much but actually you have to kind of you have to kind of be careful when you're studying abroad as a black person because especially when you're going to a place in Europe um you have to make sure that you are not coming off like too too strong to people because I'm very passionate about race and like I will talk people's ears off about race and I know a lot of people had issues with a couple people not a lot of people I shouldn't say a lot of people but a couple people ended up having issues with like my strong personality and I guess I could say they I guess I could just say they were ignorant people but like it definitely did affect me the the conflict that arose when I would um, try to expose that side of myself and people didn't take too well to it. So that's why I would say, like, okay, Spain was not perfect, but I also made amazing friends in Spain, and I like right. I just really enjoyed learning. And also, Who knew that I could travel on my own? Like, I did not know that. I really, like, prior to that, I have traveled. Yes, I travel a lot, but I had traveled with somebody always, whereas Spain was the first trip where it was just me, not Mm -hmm. a single family member with me, not a friend with me. Um, I knew nobody there, and I just had to build everything from the ground up. And, yeah, I would say that's something that I've developed, is that sense of confidence and self-confidence and, like, pride and just happiness in my abilities and my capabilities so yeah yeah that's
0: I mean I'm glad that you have been able to find like positives out of a negative Mm -hmm. and just like I'm able to learn from that experience because not every travel experience is perfect but as long as you can just like take something out of it yeah exactly so I have another question for you. you might have to think or it might come to mind right away what would you say your biggest travel mistake or like embarrassing moment
2: was Mm. my biggest travel mistake okay i would say okay so i lived in a residence in spain Um, and I, I didn't know this about Spanish culture before being immersed in Spanish culture, but Spanish people love to gossip. And at first I was like, oh my goodness, how can all these people gossip about each other? Like, it's just, it's crazy, blah, blah, blah. But I found by the end of the semester, I was like, yeah, girl. And, and then he said this and I said that like I was very much into the whole thing. And that's my only mistake is that I wish I had never, um, you know, immersed myself in that part of Spanish culture in terms of like uh, becoming a little bit of a gossip. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah. And then aside from that, no, I would say that's my biggest blunder <laughs> is traveling. Yeah
0: well at least it doesn't involve getting like stranded somewhere because we've heard yeah. some pretty <laughs> we've heard some pretty bad <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no this one I'm lucky didn't have that terrible of consequences I just gossiped and I just felt bad about myself <laughs> because I gossiped but yeah
0: right mine usually involved either like customs yeah. or like just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know having to cancel things yeah Okay, so I wanted to ask about just, like, recent travel. Like, has coronavirus impacted any upcoming trips you might have had planned? Or I think you mentioned it affected your study abroad. So, like, how is it affecting you? And just, like, do you wish you could travel or are you just waiting things out?
2: Yeah, I um, wish that I could travel of course, to, or I wish that I could have finished my study abroad experience in Spain, because that was the one thing that coronavirus really did affect. I, um, ended up having to come home four months too early because I would have finished in June, but I ended up coming home, um, mid, mid mid-March, um, because my school issued like an emergency alert and they were like, all students from Canada, please come home immediately. So I did have to, um, cancel my term and like I'll have to take that term again in um, in Canada because I didn't get to take the exams or I wouldn't have been able to follow like the online classes. But um, yeah, so that's one way that coronavirus has affected travel. I didn't have any trips planned for after that. I guess actually, yes, I did. I was going to go um, do some travel in Ibiza and hopefully go to Greece this summer. And I don't know if that's going to be... Well, I do know it's not gonna happen, <laughs> but yeah, sad. I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's just, oh, I really wanted to go to Greece, but oh well, yeah,
0: gotta let it go. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you on that. It's like, yeah, you think it might happen, but you know, it's not.
2: Yeah, oh, wait, next year, there's always next year, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm praying, like, as soon as this travel ban, all that gets lifted. I'm going everywhere like literally nothing <laughs> is stopping me <laughs> and where are you guys planning um, to go next I, I really want to go like travel more around Africa I want to go to like Ghana mm-hmm. um I want to go to like Zanzibar mm-hmm. just a lot of places in Africa because I haven't really been literally anywhere I've only been in Morocco
2: mm-hmm. I agree yeah travel to Africa is such an underrated um like hot spot like I don't People are never like, oh, I'm going to go to Ghana. Like, well, yes, some people, but I wish that it was more of a thing for sure. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we kind of talked and hinted around a lot of your study abroad program. Um, I want to ask, what was the actual program that you did? What was it called? Um, how long was it supposed to be? What type of classes did you take?
2: Um, so it was affiliated with my university Um it was just called Outbound Exchange Program to Spain. And um, I took a lot of English classes because I am studying English literature. I didn't take any Spanish classes or any classes that were in Spanish. So in that way, I was not immersed in in the language. Um, a lot of my friends did and a lot of them really enjoyed their classes. But I kind of stuck to the same thing that I was studying back home um, just so that I would graduate quicker and not have to like... Um, take classes that weren't going to add towards my degree. But um, yeah, so what did I learn in those classes? Well, um, I found that Spanish students in my classes were way more passionate about English literature and the topic than in Canada, which really surprised me because I know that for a lot of them, English is a second language. Um, So I thought, you know, maybe they would I, I don't know what I really thought, but I was just very surprised to see the passion that they had for language and um and for English and for like Shakespeare. I did take a Shakespeare class. and um, yeah, it was really inspiring to see people really just enjoy what they're learning, which, for a while I hadn't really enjoyed what I was learning. And I think that that has made me a little bit more excited to go back to school this September and just like get started again and love what I do and love what I'm studying. And yeah. Nice. And
1: then it was supposed to be a year long program or semester.
2: It was supposed to be from September to June.
1: Okay. So a little bit longer than a semester, but not a full year. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And um, we know, like, a lot of people don't really study abroad because they think it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Did you get any, like, scholarships or, like, funding opportunities to go?
2: Yeah, thankfully, I did get some scholarships from my university. Um, I What I did was I applied to the Center of International Exchange, and I let them know that I wouldn't be able to afford it on my own. Um, And they were very understanding. They were like, we have some opportunities, some grants that we could give you. And so they did help out in that way. I also worked manically um, the summer before. I had four jobs all at once. I did, yeah, I did freelance writing for a magazine. And then I was doing dog walking and dog sitting. And then I was working at a doggy daycare. And then on top of that, I was working 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. shifts at my local bookstore. And that was all just to help me just in case anything happened in Spain and like I needed that financial cushion. I made sure that I worked really, really hard, took all the shifts that I could. Um, and yeah, and also the government here in Canada is very good with like student loans. I did take out some student loans just to help afford schooling and like any other unexpected expenses. And yeah, so that's what I used to at least have me not worrying about money while I was in Spain
1: that's good that's good that like the Canadian government cares
2: about those things no I didn't want to read, but (laughs) (laughs) Canada is kind of awesome in that way not gonna lie (laughs) yeah wow Mm -hmm.
1: I wish (laughs) that's (laughs) a really cool tip Um, Because we do get a lot of, like, listeners from other countries, too. And, like, the best advice we can give is just, like, what we're living. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see, like, what else is happening in other places.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, You know, I'm just going to start saving now for 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that I'm not a student anymore, like, who's going to fund this? Okay. Anyways. um. We are going to close just talking about being blackity black. Mm. So you mentioned um, some of your negative experiences in Spain, but out of all of your travel, have you experienced any discrimination or racism or just, you know, uh, uncomfortability and how do you deal with that?
2: Um, I would say that yes, everywhere that I've been so far, I have experienced discrimination except for, let's say like shorter trips in America um, ironically Um, but like in Australia (laughs) in Australia I um, we actually had to move from Australia because my dad really struggled to um, get along with some of like his racist co-workers and his racist boss and people who were making like comments about like not paying him as much so that was one reason why we moved to Canada and in Canada I've had experiences with like um I'll be, you know, going to a store or trying to try on clothing and they'll be like, you know, whereas with my friends, they would allow them to try on the clothing, like just little microaggressions that you face. In Spain, I did also struggle a little bit with um, discrimination, but I feel like you have to, um, wherever you go the best thing that you can do for yourself as a black woman is to find other black women in that area and to connect with them because nobody really understands your experience as a black woman, but other black women, like nobody's going to be there for you to text them at 3am in the morning about something that your teacher said that was racist or a friend or some, you know, like I feel like black women are just, are each other's rocks. So no matter where I go, um, I try to, you know, Find that community of Black people who can support me. And even if I can't find that in the physical place that I am, I will rely on people from home or people that I know online or like look up forums and things like that, just so that I can feel that sense of community, no matter what kind of discrimination I am uh, experiencing.
0: That's really good advice. Yeah, Black women just need to stick with other Black women. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. um, Do you have any, like, tips for just dealing with ignorant people, especially maybe if you don't speak the same language as them, Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe it's a part of their culture to do certain things but not a part of yours?
2: Mm -hmm. Um, What I've learned is – what I've had to learn, and it's a tough lesson to learn, but – I try not, if I can educate the person, that's like, that's amazing. But I try not to actually educate people because, or to try to expect them to change or to expect better from people, which is kind of sad, but honestly, it's, it's been really good for my mental health. Um, because you know, it's not really your response, your responsibility as a black woman to explain your existence in this world. I don't, if somebody comes up to me and they ask to touch my hair or something, I am just going to say no. And if they look offended, I'm not going to say anything more than that. I'm not going to explain, well, it's because, you know, I just, I don't like to be treated like an animal in a petting zoo and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's not my responsibility to explain my existence as a Black woman in this world. And so I don't try to educate people. I just try to maneuver the world as carefree as I can, as happily as I can, and not to let discrimination bother me. Um, And then also on the side, I do a lot of work for black women, like my magazine and my podcast, because that helps me have an outlet. Um, For example, I, I like to know that I'm helping other black women and that I'm working with black women and like working for the black community, just so that even it's like a way to balance me, not educating people in my day-to-day life, but actually educating people in my, like through my work online. If you, do you understand what I'm saying?
0: No, yeah, that makes, that actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. Like, I feel like sometimes, especially if you're on a short trip, like, you don't want to spend your trip, like, explaining,
2: like, exactly. your existence
0: to people. Yeah. Or even on a long trip, like, it. I totally agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm okay so we are soon going to wrap up the podcast Mm -hmm. but um, before we do I just want to ask you do you have any recommendations for places that black women should travel Uh...
2: I would say France, Paris, France is my favorite place that I've ever been, not just because the city is gorgeous, but also because I saw a lot of Black women in France being happy and being unbothered and just being super carefree. Um, I also would say, even though I haven't been here, I've just heard amazing things, Jamaica because the community of Black people there is thriving. There's so many Black people there. Um, I have a lot of Jamaican friends who are like, you have to go. So I will definitely be checking out Jamaica soon. Um, And where else? Australia, just because it's just the most gorgeous place on earth. Like, Why wouldn't you want to go to Australia? Australia's... uh. Um, Townsville is where I lived. And That's, like, on the coast of, like, the Great Barrier Reef and a bunch of, like, beautiful scenery and, like, oceans. So, yeah, I would say Australia and then Jamaica and Paris for sure.
0: Awesome. And our last question for you is why
2: do you think it is important for a Black woman to travel I think it's important for Black women to travel because we have as much right to the world as anybody else. I know a lot of us feel like almost imposters when we go to travel because it's like, one, we're prioritizing ourselves when we are almost like socially engineered from a young age to not prioritize ourselves, to not put ourselves first, to not look for lives of luxury and exploration and adventure. But Black women one we absolutely deserve to live happy carefree lives and travel is one of the components of a happy uh, carefree life and it's something that making time for will really improve your mental health it'll improve your mind view the way that you see the world the way that you see yourself in relation to others and then also we just we have as much right to travel anywhere as anybody because the world is ours like i say this at the end of my podcast um the world is your oyster. And it's so true. Like the world is your oyster. You have a right to travel. You get to prioritize you and to enjoy your life. So travel is just one more component of living your best life.
0: I think I that's such a perfect agree. way to end the podcast and you dropped some gems and this <laughs> about this being unapologetic and really just, you know, taking the world by the reins. I think it's so awesome that you grew up moving around and getting to see so many different countries and now you're, um, you know, giving back by doing things with your podcast and your magazine that's literally just Black Girl Magic at its finest. Thank you so much. So we are going to close the podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Grace. And let them know where they can find you and follow
2: you on the internet. So you can find more of my work and the work of other talented writers at Sorella Magazine, which is www.sorellamag.org. Or you can find me specifically at the Sit Down Sis Podcast. Um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. And yeah, we're also on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Grace. Yeah, thank you for having me.